Father, thank you for your word and for um, the way in which it uh, directs our lives. And I pray that uh, today you would speak to us and encourage us as a church family together. In your precious name. Amen. Well, friends, good morning. It's lovely to see you. And um, if any of you have been away for half term or had a few days away, I hope you've uh, had a good time. Um, I had the joy of taking two of my children, was it just two? Yeah, it was. Two of my children to Cornwall, and um, uh, I took them to walk uh, uh, some of the Saints' Way, which is a terrific uh, walk across the hills in Cornwall. Um, First day, we walked it, and um, uh, we walked just 12 miles from where we were staying down to the coast, got a bus back um, uh, across, so we had a short hike home, and I thought, oh, we'll get a taxi the last five and a half miles home, just, you know, get some shopping, went and got some shopping, and um, I made the mistake of buying four litres of Coca-Cola while we were there, and then came out of the shops holding these plastic bags, and my two children went, Dad, let's walk the five and a half miles. I'm thinking, oh, no. So we then walked back five and a half miles in the dark, with my children. By the time we got home, my shoulders and arms ached so much, and I now hate Coca-Cola. I think, why did I buy that stuff? But um, it was actually terrific to um, be away. We love it, don't we? We love being with friends. Um, we met some friends while we were there, uh, shopping in co-op. Actually, I was buying the Coca-Cola, actually, at the time. Shopping in co-op, and uh, this guy came up and says, Mark, Mark, and I'm thinking... You know that moment you go, oh my goodness me, who are you? Do you know that moment you think, I can't remember you, and then it, it, it falls into place, and you think, oh, I know who you are. And um, someone I hadn't seen probably for, I don't know, probably 10 years perhaps. And um, we had a bit of a catch-up. We love it, don't we? We love meeting with people, uh, making friends, reconnecting with friends, and there's something very special about taking time off in which uh, to do that. And, and actually, friends is what... That helps us do things in life. That song that Matt Redman um, and LZ7 have done, it's so terrific to think that you know, we as a church family might be part of that uh, uh, campaign to try and help uh, profile those who are caught in slavery and do something about it, just you know, 99p to download that. And actually, that's being whispered around the country this week. And um, I'm really hoping that we make a significant difference. I've, it's going to go out from the new wine office this week, I hope, to 28,000 people. Um, and if it reaches all of those as well and everybody buys it, we could actually get that into the charts. And getting it in the charts, get some public voice to it um, to profile what's going on. I, I was just telling John earlier, I heard a horrible st- statistic this week that um, there are um, about 20,000 people being brought into... Uh, the UK or coming to the UK over the Olympics to do with sexual slavery, um, to sort of service the Olympic uh, machine. And you think, my goodness me, that that's actually happening today on our doorstep. Um, it is a bizarre thing, isn't it? But we can do something about it together. I don't know if you read this week about Mark Zuckerberg. Did you read about him, the principal owner of Facebook? He's set to become a $28 billionaire. 
through the flotation on the American Stock Exchange. There are now some 800 million users of Facebook. That shows how we like to connect, doesn't it? 800 million users of Facebook. I'm on Facebook. How many others here are on Facebook? Yeah. Okay, now, now here's another question. How many others here are on Facebook and you're really still not quite sure how it works? Yeah, that's quite a lot of us. Okay, that's interesting, isn't it? We're on it, but we're not quite sure how it works or that sort of thing. I, I tried on, um, uh, when I was uh, thinking about today, I thought, I must do this. So I thought, I'm going to go on to Facebook 15 minutes. I don't normally do that, but I thought, I'm going to go on to Facebook. And I thought, oh, I know, you can, people upload photos. I'll try and upload a photo. Even about 30 photos went up straight away. And I thought, how did that happen? I had to press stop. And they were all going up. I was thinking my whole photo album is going to go up here in a minute. So if you look on my Facebook, you'll see lots of pictures of windmills in Cornwall. And I don't know why they're there. They sort of happen to go up when I press the button. So a bit, they're fairly boring, but you know. We love it, don't we? We love to connect. We love to connect. Um, over the last few years, uh, we've seen social media grow at such a pace. It began with mobile phones and texting. How many of you remember when texts were 20p each when we used to send them? Then it got down to 12p and then 10p and now you get bundles of 8,000, don't you? Or 5,000 or whatever it might be. And You look at it and you think, who possibly could send 5,000 texts in a month? I mean, who? Give me, your daughter? Probably my daughter as well, I suspect. And I've got no idea what happens on that little phone that she has. But, um, uh, of course, following mobile phones, the Internet's taken off at great speed and is now used by millions upon millions of people. In fact, if the internet goes down in a place of work, most people walk around going, don't know what to do now because it just connects everything. That's what happens. That's how we work. That's how we connect with people. We've become so reliant on it. And of course, it's really uh, when the, the issues in the Middle East uh, started and, uh, and, and the changes started happening in Egypt, that all was happening through Facebook. It was all happening through the internet. All of a sudden, what was happening in one place was made a worldwide issue. That shows you the power of connecting through uh, media in that way. We love to connect, don't we? I want to take this a little bit step further than that this morning, it's a bit further than the internet or Facebook or Twitter. I want to think about relational connection. It's all very well, isn't it, connecting on Facebook. I've got lots of friends on Facebook. And I, I'm still not quite sure about the wall thing. I'm not quite sure how that works. It, so it, never, it never really seems up to date. So since there's more, it says, at the top. And I think I'm not quite sure why there's more. And I tend to switch it off at that moment and think, oh, I'll just ignore that. But there's, you know, we, we, we connect with people, don't we? I've got all these people connect with me. I've got some old school friends who've connected with me on Facebook. Have you ever had that? They connect with you, the old school friends, and I think... That's really great. And then we don't talk to each other on Facebook. There's no connection at all. But, but we're, we're friends, apparently, on Facebook. We haven't spoken to each other for 35 years, but we're now friends on Facebook, and we still don't speak to each other on Facebook. But I want to think about relational connection. I want to think about it in terms of the vision night that we had a couple of weeks ago. I hope you've all had the opportunity to listen to the vision night. It's on the internet on our website if you are unable to be there. And um, perhaps you've already begun to respond to the challenges that we have for this year ahead, the opportunities that are provided for us to help to shape this nation more into the image of God. 
you know, the sort of thing that we're involved in with uh, Matt and LZ7. Yeah. The, the sort of thing that we can do with the National Parenting Initiative that we're involved in. Um, the, 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 the connections that we have as a church family going out across uh, this country and beyond. That actually we're beginning to shape things more into God's image. We're trying to encourage people to stand up and make a difference. And this can only happen if we have real connection together. One of the first areas I spoke about on the Vision Night was the importance of building together what we have here at St. Paul's, building community, building a community that we all are part of. For many years uh, in our society, there's been a strong emphasis on individualism, self-expression, uh, self-fulfillment. They've really come to the fore, isn't it? It's all about self, what's right for me, and, and, and our rights, and our, uh, our needs in society. And they've really come to the fore in all discussion. A huge focus on the individual. How does this work for me? Uh, in doing this, what's happened is, we've provided a much more disconnected society. So we're very concerned with the individual needs and the individual rights, but we've lost something of community. Um, we may be in touch with individuals around the world on Facebook, but we might not know our neighbours next door. What's happened is we've broken down society, actually, into individual relationships rather than community. And I don't think we were made to live that way in those individual relationships. I think we were made to live in community, to live in relationship with one another. At the very beginning of the Bible in Genesis, God said it's not good for man to be alone. We're literally made for friendship. We're, we're created for connection. Even Jesus needed friends. It was with his friends that he was able to achieve so much. It wasn't he on his own, it was he with others together. There's such an importance in us doing stuff and being together as a family. Why do we need to connect? Well, there are lots of reasons, aren't there? We're, I think we're created to live in community. There are emotional reasons why we need to connect. There are um, social reasons why we need to connect. Mother Teresa said this, she said, loneliness is one of the greatest diseases on the face of the earth. Loneliness is one of the greatest diseases on the face of the earth. We're literally created to be together. And isn't it interesting, when you read in the Bible of the early church in Acts, when they saw such significant growth, bless you, when they saw such significant growth that they met together daily and broke bread in their homes. There was something about being in community. You know, one of the things that we do as a church family together, we go to New Wine every year. And I encourage as many of you as possible to book up for that. There's a, there's a date coming up, I think, where there's a cheaper rate. Is that right? Do you know when the date is? End of March. End of March. Chris is going, oh, I've got no idea. But Jill knows. End of March. End of March is the date. You know why we push that so much? Because being on holiday for a week together does more for us as a family than you could imagine. We share our lives together. We do stuff. We, we camp together. That's an experience, isn't it? We barbecue together. 
We go to John's tent and drink his wine and beer. We, we, we do stuff together. And in doing stuff together, doing stuff together, actually we grow closer to one another. We become friends. There's a connection that perhaps we've lost today. We've become a nation of doers. We hurry from place to place, filling our lives with all sorts of activities, sometimes overschedulizing ourselves. And uh, so many people talk of being tired, don't they? Oh, I'm tired. Life's so busy. I'm tired. Life's so busy. Think, well, that's not how it's supposed to be. We're supposed to have time. We're supposed to be able to hang out and do stuff uh, with one another. Uh, I know from uh, a troubled and difficult period in my life that uh, when you need somebody there, you need somebody not who are going to be doers, you need someone who's just going to be. Someone who's just going to hang out with you. Someone who's just going to sit with you. That, that, that's real relationship. Not that we'll do stuff for one another, but we'll just be there with one another. We'll hang out uh, together. That's what really sustains us in life. It sustains us emotionally, psychologically, and physically. Those connections with one another. And I want to connect that thought with us as a church family this morning. And the reason I chose that reading from uh, 1 Corinthians 12 is because it talks about the church being a body. And if you think about a body, a body grows together and a body works together. We work as one. My body, hopefully, works as one. Sometimes bits of it ache, but we work as one. We work as one together. That's, that's the way in which we work. And Paul describes the church as a body. He says you, every part of the body is really important. I don't know if you've ever ha- lost a nail. Have you ever lost a nail? The nail taken off? Ooh, it's painful, isn't it? My, I, one of my sons had a nail taken off a little while ago. He was skateboarding. And he made the mistake of putting his hand down on the road and uh, got his finger caught in the thing, and he just ripped a nail straight off. Quite painful, I told him not to cry too much and get over it. But it, 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 the, the, the whole thing, the whole, it actually affects your whole body. He, we put him in the car afterwards, and he just slept. Because his whole body was in pain because of a little bit of nail. That's what happens when one part doesn't work. Well, he talks about us being a body, one that we're supposed to work together. And he says this, he says, the human body has many parts, but the many parts make up the whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. Some of us are Jews, some are Gentiles, some are slaves, some are free, but we've all been baptized into one body by the one spirit, and we all share the same spirit. One unit working together like a family, uh, with one visible, one vision, one connection, one uh, direction together. And this linking together is really important. Just like uh, beams hold this building together, just like bricks, mortar holds the bricks together, so we need one another. Uh, We need one another emotionally, physically, and certainly spiritually. If we're going to get that support uh, uh, right with each other. Paul goes on saying this, he says, Yes, the body has many different parts, not just one part. If the foot says, I'm not a part of the body, because I'm not a hand, that does not make it any less part of the body. If the ear says, I'm not part of the body, because I'm not an eye, would that make it any less part of the body? If the whole body were an eye, how would you hear? If the whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? But our bodies 
have many parts, and God has put each part just where he wants it. How strange a body would be if it only had one part. Yes, there are many parts, but only one body. The eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. The thing is this, Paul is describing the body in this way, saying, we are all uniquely different, but making up one body, and every single one of us is needed to make the body work. Every single one of us brings a unique gift to the body of Christ. Every single one of us has something that enables us to work together. And when one of us is in pain, then the whole body feels it. When one of us is in trouble, then the whole body feels it. But actually, we need to work together. And as you look, as we look as a family to build here even stronger and healthier, then it's really important that each of us are involved. Every single one of us can embrace some sort of ministry as part of our being together. I believe that God calls us to meet together as a church, to greet one another, to grow together, to help one another, to be accountable to one another. We're to encourage one another, not just be people on the sidelines watching others try to make the body work, but all involved in making the body work to make a difference. The thing is this, we're all needed. I met with Alison Brown this week. Alison Brown is the person who uh, runs the Fair Trade Stall, and we were talking about Fair Trade Fortnight, which starts, I think, a week today. And um, we were talking about what we might do to highlight that and the importance of that, and actually talking about the sort of tension there is of going, buy stuff Fair Trade here, but actually what we really want you to do is buy the Fair Trade in Sainsbury's, because that's how we'll get Fair Trade better known if we buy it in the uh, local shops or wherever you might uh, shop. And, and uh, uh, we're being presented with a certificate, Mrs. Burrell, I hear, Mrs. Sheena Burrell. In a few weeks' time, uh, Alison Brown is going up to St. Paul's Cathedral on a Sunday evening, and she's hoping to take some of the team that helped run our fair trade store. And Mrs. Sheena Burrell at St. Paul's Cathedral is going to present us with a certificate for being a fair trade church. Is that right? That's right. We've become a fair trade church. I was quite pleased to hear that. We're a fair trade church. But she was saying, Alison was saying to me, she, was, she only runs the stall once a month, and she was saying to me, you know, Mark, what I could really do with is some other people who'd be willing to come and help me. And, 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 and often I think we can come here and we can think, well, uh, this is running fine. It all seems to be running fine. I can just attend. The truth is, it's not all running fine. It might look like it on the surface. But underneath, we're paddling really hard. And we need others to go, I'm, gonna, I'm willing to step in. I'd be willing to offer to help. I'd be willing to do something to make uh, this place work as we grow stronger together. I'm willing to put my, make my bit of the body, my unique gifting, come in to make the church family work uh, even better. There's a need in the children's work for people who want to invest in the next generation. Um, uh, on Vision Night, I, I mentioned the exciting ministry in Twyford School, where we're able to go in and help run the Christian Union there and be connected with the pupils there. And 
Mark Tate and Richard Turner and Becky Groves are going in on a weekly basis now to connect with the young people in that school. That's a great opportunity for us as a church. Um, uh, but there's an opportunity involved in the youth work here on Sundays, Sunday nights or Wednesdays or Friday nights or in girls' cell or boys' cell. There's stuff, there's stuff all the time that's going on that we're looking for people to be involved in. One of the ministries that I highlighted on Vision Night was the Ministry of Welcome. I think it's really important. I, I don't know about you, but when you go somewhere, it's nice to be welcomed, isn't it? Welcome, you know, to go in. I, uh, if, if, if you came to my home, it would feel a bit funny, wouldn't it, if you turned up at my house and I just said, oh, the front door's open, let yourself in. You know, you come in and go, well, not quite sure what to do here, not quite sure how to feel. Or you might not, you might go in and go, oh. That's a nice stereo, I'll have that, you know. <laughs> actually, you wouldn't, because it isn't a very nice stereo. But, you know, that you, you, it, actually, you, you want to be welcomed. Welcome. Hang your coat up. This is where we go. Come in here for a cup of coffee. We welcome one another. And in the same way, it's really important that we emphasize the welcome here at St. Paul's. We, we, uh, uh, Barry Hingston worked it out, so I believe him. Actually, that we get, on average, 10 visitors every week. But we're losing 80% of those. Because I don't think we've got our welcome process quite right. And we'd like to encourage all of us to be on welcome here at St. Paul's. I'd like to think that nobody could turn up at this church without being welcomed. Now, we don't want to welcome people to death. We don't want to smother people, but we do want to welcome people and invite people to be part of the journey of what we're doing, to participate in seeing God's kingdom come and make a difference. Another crucial ministry is that of hospitality. We're always looking for people to help with that, to come in and help set up or clear up, set up before the 9.15 or clear up after the 11 o'clock and serve at the services on a Sunday. Um, you know, thank you to those of you in life groups who do that so willingly uh, 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 that ministry so regularly for us and for the core teams who come in and help um, but there's still room for more to be able to come in and help us to do this the thing is this that the key thing that this passage says is that we belong to each other and the Christian life is not just a matter of believing but of belonging of saying I'm now part of the body and as part of the body I have a unique gift and I will bring that unique gift and help the body to work. You may have a faith, but that faith has got to be expressed in the family of God. He says, what good is an eyeball detached from the body? Absolutely none. What good is a hand if it's detached from the body? None at all. God wants you and me to be connected to his body because you can be an effective Christian uh, as a believer, you can't be an effective Christian as a believer and grow spiritually without being connected with others in the spiritual family. And we do that as we offer ourselves and we get involved, then we grow together. And we ensure that we as a church have an impact not just here, but further afield. That actually it's not just about what goes on here, but we're able to stretch ourselves out and make a difference across this nation. I believe that we can be all that God wants... I, I don't believe we can be all that God wants us to be and grow into all he wants us to be without being attached to his body. And part of being attached is by offering ourselves in a ministry. 
I think this is one of the most important connections that we can make in life. I did an interesting search on my computer on the words one another in the New Testament. The number of times one another is used in the New Testament to help us connect with one another. And it's used 58 times. It says we're to love one another, care for one another, encourage one another, support one another, give to one another, help one another, be generous to one another, consider one another. And so the list goes on. It basically says to be a Christian means that we're part of a family. And as part of a family, Paul says we're described as a body. And as part of a body, he says every part is really important. And we need every part playing its part to make the body work as best it can. We're not to be spectators, we're to be participators as we seek to grow stronger as a church family this year. And as we seek to go stronger, if you haven't heard it yet, please do listen to that vision night. We want to grow stronger here so that we can make a greater difference. That's what it's about. We want to grow stronger here so that we can make a greater difference. And, and we have an opportunity, friends, to make a difference, not just here, not just in this community, but across this nation. And that's what we really want to do. We mustn't settle with just something local. We've got to try and do something national. And, and of course, we're able through our connections to do things internationally as well. But it all comes from this base. And we've got to ensure that we as a family are working well together. I want to finish there, but I want to uh, offer prayer this morning. We're going to go into communion and I'm going to suggest that this is what we do when we come to communion. Is that you might think, well... That's all very well, Mark, but actually I don't, I don't feel connected. I, I, don't, I don't know what my role is. I, I don't know where I fit in. What I'd love you to do this morning is come and receive communion, because when we eat together, we're saying we're one. Everybody's welcome. And then perhaps we could have a ministry team at the sides and just go and say, would you pray for me that the Lord would show me where my role is as part of the body here? so that I'm offering my full part in making this family stronger this year. Is that okay?